Welcome to the Passive Income Examiner Show, helping you navigate the muddy waters of building successful revenue streams beyond the nine to five. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland, mama of four who has a passion for living my best life and helping you do the same. I'm honored you're here and excited to offer you valuable and inspiring content. I believe we can have the freedom we desire and the happiness we deserve. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Pie Tribe, welcome back to another episode uh, where we're featuring Lee Sutherland, and I'm super excited to dive into today's episode. We're going to talk about how he scaled his business. Now, if you didn't get to hear the first episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. He talks about his experience, first investment, uh, and how he kind of got started in real estate, what it was like feeling, you know, what the feelings were like going into the deals and how he kind of pushed through even though he was new and and not quite sure. Um, now he's got some deals under his belt. Now we're going to dive into kind of how he grew the business from just one rental and expanded. So Lee, take it away. Tell us your story. All right. Well, thanks again, Lindsay. Um, it's great to be here. So I guess we're going to start with my with my second deal. That would be the best thing for us to start on. So after I got my first deal, if you go back to the previous episode, you'll you'll see how I did that one. So my second deal, I got a realtor who was also an investor. I looked for a realtor who had some investor experience and he had some properties of his own. He was also, you know, able to find properties and look for me. So I gave him my criteria of, I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I just made up some stuff and told him what kind of a price range I was looking for, just like anybody else would do it, looking for a house. And I said, I need to find a deal though. I need to find a property that's going to have a little bit of money in it. And then I want to have, and I told him, I said, when I close this deal, I want to have cash back at close. And so that was kind of important to me because I didn't want to spend all my money and not have any cash because cash is king. You have some cash. Even if it's just a little bit, you have something to work with. So anyways, uh, he took me around. We looked at a few other properties and uh, we looked in a great neighborhood. One of the properties that we were looking was in an up and coming area. Yeah, the house was sitting on the market a long time because when we walked into the house, I could totally tell why. It smelled like fish. Oh, it was kind of nasty, but it did need some paint and it did need some carpets cleaned and it did need landscaping. And so it made it more to where we could make an offer and get that accepted. So we did. We worked with them for a little while and we finally got that deal done. And again, it was another loan. I had to go through the process of getting another loan. Well, I already had a property. So that was a good thing. Getting the second one was a squeak. I mean, when I talk about a squeak, it was tough to get this loan done. I don't even know how we did this loan. Probably used some kind of subprime lender or some sort of deal like that. Uh, B paper, maybe. I'm not sure. And I'm sure I got hosed on the interest rate. <laughs> <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't very cash-flowing type of a deal. It was, it was up there pretty pretty high in, uh, in price. But the house really didn't need much in repair. So... That kind of made it advantageous. I had no clue as to what I was doing. So I was still working my way through it. I was scared. I'm like, ah, what's the worst that could happen? You know, I lose the house. That's probably the worst that could happen. But I knew that I wanted to get out of my job. So I pursued and uh, forced my way through that. And we got the deal done. I mean, the lending took a long time. I don't think they were even going to do the loan. But somehow... It worked out, and just my perseverance, I guess. <laughs> Again, of course, talking about loans, it's always like, well, if you were in my position, what would you do? You know, and they would give me the answers at the, at the from the lender, so that was kind of nice. 
And so that helped too because they would say, well, if I were you, I would go do this. And then they would tell you what the next step was that's that you right. needed to do. It's funny how they would do that too. I didn't think they would ever tell you that, you know, but they did. Yeah, they, they give you the information. Now, I'm not sure how they do it today. I mean, I don't go through that process, any, process hardly ever. It was free information from the lender, I guess. And so if you're having a hard time getting something done, uh, just ask them. If you were in my position, what would you do? And I think you're going to find some of the answers you were looking for. Well, from then on, you know, I went. To, I had to get insurance for both these properties. And so what I noticed that is that both the lenders and the insurance companies, uh, once you had four properties, they're like, well, that's it. You can't get any more done. And I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to do? How am I going to be a real estate investor and own, you know, multiple properties if they're only going to loan me money on four and then only insure four? This is crazy. I can't do that. I mean. I see other guys out there, they're doing it. They got hundreds of properties. Well, here I am, you know, with just two properties and maybe I could get four. Maybe I could squeak it out. I could get four properties. Well, that's not going to do it. That's not going to get me out of my nine to five job. You had a goal, right? I did. I did have a goal and I don't even know what that goal was. I just wanted lots of properties. <laughs> I had no idea. One of the things that I, I did do was I, I took a piece of paper and I don't know, when you're a kid and you draw a house in third grade, it's a square with a roof on it, like a little triangle on top and a door and a window. That's your house. Well, that's what I did. I drew 10 of those. And then I, there's just on one piece of paper was, what was it, eight and a half by 11. And then I just put an X through two of them. And then I said, okay, now I'm on to my third one. And I got to put an X through this house. So how am I going to do that? Well, it took a little bit more time and I always kept my ears open. And while I was at work one day, um, I had hired a new fellow to come into the business uh, with us, and he said, hey, you know, I heard you were doing some real estate investing, and my brother does that as well. And I said, oh, well, that's neat. He says, well, you should come see him and talk to him sometime. I think you guys would hit it off pretty good. And I wasn't that excited about going to talk to another real estate investor. I just figured, you know, these guys are just going to want to steal all your ideas and, and, and take them for themselves. And They've got the resources. They can just make these deals happen, and I would lose whatever I was working on. So I was a little bit nervous about it, but time went on, and, and he had a seminar with a real, real estate investment group. So I went to the real estate investment group meeting. It was at a hotel on a Saturday afternoon, and he stood up and talked about his deals and what he was doing. He said, hey, you know, if you guys, anybody out there wants to join me, it's like six grand. You can sign up, and uh, you can join the group, and... We all learn together. So he made a quick six grand from me. Um, boy, I'll tell you what, finding this money, you know, six grand to 10 grand, all this stuff was not easy. I scrounged, I talked to people, I borrowed big, whatever I had to do to do what I, what I had to do. I did it, and it was probably the best thing I ever did because joining a group of other like-minded individuals, like investors, you learn a whole lot. For 10 grand, I got a coach. But it wasn't hand hands on. It was like on a phone call. But and it was one guy at a time. But when you join a group of other like minded investors, now you're getting information from all sides and you can talk to them. And there's investment groups all over the United States that people can join. But this group was a specific as a private group. And that's where everything broke loose for me and that's where I started to start to grow. So while I was there, I was struggling trying to work like do a regular work at, at, at the job and then also 
want to be an investor and, and grow my business. And uh, lo and behold, one day I just got fed up at work and I just said, that's it. I quit. I'm done. I walked out the door, <laughs> jumped in my car. The manager was chasing me down in the parking lot saying, you can't go. And I said, yes, I can. See you later. Bye. <laughs> And I never turned back to the job ever again. And then I sat, you know, I sat in the office with the group of investors one day and I said, oh gosh, I have no income. What am I going to do? How am I going to grow my business? How am I going to get houses? How am I going to get mortgage loans? How am I even going to make my payments on my rent next month? I had no clue as to what I was going to do. There was no foreseeable income whatsoever. Did you, like, at any moment regret leaving the job? Oh, yeah. I was scared. I was like, oh, cow, man. What am I going to do now? I'm just going to get another job. I mean, what am I going to do? I didn't want to work for somebody. I was, I'm the entrepreneur style kind of guy. So I didn't really, working for somebody wasn't, wasn't for me. But also the fear that I had, I had to overcome that. So I, I said to myself, I just kept talking to myself. I kept saying, okay, Luke, you got to do something. And you got to do something quick. And you got to make some money. So I talked to the other investors. And I said, hey, you know, I know you just got our property and you're looking for somebody to rent it. So do you want me to answer your phone calls for you? And then pretty soon all of them were having me answer their phone calls for them. And I was talking people into, you know, renting these properties. And they were getting the renters. They were getting money. They were getting cash. I mean, these people were giving them cash at the doorstep and renting the properties. And it was working out. I, was, I found something that I was actually pretty good at. But the one thing that you need to know, if somebody's going to try this, what I did, is you need to be licensed as a, as a realtor. Don't do this without a realtor license. You could be in big trouble. There's certain things you can and you can't do. And one of the things I did made that legal for me. Hey, Pie Tribe, I know investing in real estate can sound scary. Maybe you have had a friend or a family member deal with a difficult tenant, or heck, maybe even you yourself had a bad experience as a landlord with a property you fell into. I understand I've heard all the same stories myself. Listen, I've got good news for you. Being a landlord does not have to be this difficult, and there are ways to protect yourself and invest in properties with less risk. The secret is having the education, knowing how to protect yourself and protect your asset. If you are ready to dive into one of the easiest ways to invest and build up long-term wealth as well as short-term cash flow, then listen to this. The Passive Income Examiner course on how to get your first rental property is where you want to be because you will learn not just what you need to know, but also you'll have free access to my private Facebook group where you can ask me questions as you get started. So you know that phrase, I'm sure you've heard of it, we feed a man a fish and he can eat a meal, but if you teach him how to fish, he can feed himself for life. Well, listen, that's the mission I'm on here. I'm going to teach you how to get your first rental property where to find the deals, how to negotiate, where to get the documents, how to vet tenants, how to list your properties, and even better, how to own real estate without having to be too involved. And once we cover that, then I'm going to show you the exact method that has helped thousands of people go from one to many rentals. The card is open and the course launches on the 21st. Sign up today and bring a friend for free. Visit www.rentalincome.gr8.com. Beyond that, what I did, it wasn't about that anyway. What I'm talking about here is I built a rapport and a reputation with the people within the group. And what ended up happening is they all kind of became sort of friendly with me and they said, this guy knows what he's doing. I had no clue what I was doing, but they thought I knew what I was doing. So that was good enough for them. 
And some of them were like, hey, I've got this property. I'll sell it to you and I'll carry the loan if you, if you want to buy it. And so what we worked it out was we worked out the deal. How much was it going to pay for the property? They said, okay. I said, well, but before I do that, I need the deed. You're going to need to sign me over the deed. So they said, okay, we'll sign you over the deed. We'll make a note. We'll record the note. And you just make the payments to us and the mortgage. And we kind of wrapped everything up. And, and that's how we that's how it started. So then I was doing deals without getting mortgages. So that was my, yeah. my, my first step toward success, getting together with a group of like-minded individuals, getting to know them, get, getting them to trust you, and then they're giving you deals that they don't want because it's too much work or they just can't figure out how to get it rented. you know, Or they're just scared and they want to get out. And I've had a few of those. I've had people just give me two properties and say, I don't want nothing to do with real estate anymore. But then I got them rented out. They were mine now, so I could do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started to grow. From then on, that was the, the education of a lifetime. But it was still scary. And, you know, every deal that I do, even today, there's always a little bit of nervousness. I always have to sit down and I have to think through the whole deal and make sure that I've got this all worked out in my head. It's just my personality type, but it's got to be flowing like it's a Cadillac at 120 miles an hour, you know, just floating. <laughs> and then <laughs> if that is if that is uh, doing that in my head, then I then I move forward. So I was putting X's through all those little houses on that chart that I that I told you about that one piece of paper, and pretty soon all ten X's were filled, and I had to go to the next page. Well, guess what's on the next page? Ten more. Ten more. <laughs> <laughs> and then now I'm spinning plates. You know, there we are. We got all these houses, and you got tenants going in and out, and they're collecting rents and stuff. But the neat part about that is now you're making it. And the value of the houses were growing like rapidly. It just happened to be at a time where I had no clue when I got into the housing business that I was in a housing boom time. I had no idea. But it was booming. And house prices were going up like crazy like they are today. And uh, next thing you know, I'm refinancing them. And I'm taking out big chunks of cash. Some I'm flipping. When I flip them, I make big chunks of cash. So I was getting big checks once a month. You know, over $25,000 most of the time a month yeah. on those deals. So, and plus, plus the rents. Yeah. Cause I think when I met you, you were mostly wholesaling. I mean, you, I don't think you picked up any rentals while we were working together. It was mostly wholesaling. Well, when you met me at that particular property, that was a fix and flip. Yeah. So we actually just finished fixing that one. And then and we worked on the, that, the, we did that other house together, the guy who was in jail. Oh, we did. <laughs> yeah, the jailbird. That was kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, that was a junker. But we sure turned that thing into a nice house. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was, it was the right kind of deal. Yep. And that was, uh, that was a, you know, an easy 10 grand or more. Okay, so looking back, Lee, you've done real estate for many years. What do you think are your, let's just narrow it down to three biggest takeaways that you've learned through investing in real estate? Let's just start with number one. Number one was the biggest the biggest thing that helped me in this business was surrounding myself with like-minded individuals. Other investors, hanging out with them and learning from them. Uh, not being closed-minded. Since I didn't know anything in the beginning, whatever they said was true to me. Now, today when they speak, things aren't the same as they're true to me because I know differently. I've had the hard knocks. <laughs> 
But this business can be done with little to no money at all. I mean, it really can be. And if I was to go back and do it all over again, I could start with no money and get this thing done. Now, when you're starting with no money, it's a lot of work. If you have cash and you have a little savings and you have good credit, that's going to make you jump into this and go a whole lot faster. But if you have bad credit and no money, you just have to put the time in. So if you're going to do that, I say, just like the, the horse, you put your blinders on, you put your head down, and you think about real estate investing, and you don't put your head up until you got your deal done, which means don't look around, listen to your friends. This is one of these things, and this is going to be hard for a lot of people to swallow, but uh, if you have family, this is this is how I did it. And I'm not saying you have to do this, but this is how I did it. You have to ignore everything. The only thing you can see, smell, taste, breathe, and feel is what you're doing in the beginning. As you get your deals done and time goes on, and it may only take you a year. I mean, it may take you two years, three years, I don't know. But you are going to have to be a little bit, I don't know if this is the word for it, but self-centered. You have to focus on what your dreams are and you have to stick with the dreams and stick with it fully. And all you can think about is, as I said, was, you know, the deals, trying to find them and then trying to make them happen. After that, well, a couple of years later, well, you could be going to the lake, enjoying time with your family and friends because you've done the work. It's, it, now the, the income's coming in and you're relaxing and enjoying life. And it doesn't take that long. I, I mentioned in one of, the, one of your episodes that I, I got this book. I think it was a million in three years. Gosh, Ty Hicks, maybe? Maybe that's the guy, the author. I don't know if that was him. But if you find it, go look on Amazon or whatever. Find this book. Uh, it was it was one of the most valuable books I've ever read. And I'm not much of a reader. I I was you know, dyslexic as a child and dyslexic today. <laughs> and it was hard reading. I, it was very hard for me to do. It's probably only one of a very few books that I've completely read, but I read it, and it was very eye-opening to me. So put your blinders on, surround yourself with like-minded people, and never give up. Never say never, and that you can't do it. Because you can. You can, you can do it, and, and if you convince yourself you can't, well, then you're right. You can't. That's That's my three big top things you don't need money in this business well maybe 10 bucks because you have to go record the deed or whatever and then after that it's finding other people's money perfect well thank you for sharing your wisdom with us and i hope this has been a valuable lesson for everybody i appreciate you tuning in and uh i hope you're enjoying the mini series i'd like to hear from you so if you get a chance scramble on over to instagram and tag me in a post at the passive income examiner let me know what your thoughts are 